0: This episode of the University of Pleasure is brought to you by Choke Coffee. That's right, University of Pleasure fans. This is our first official sponsor, and we are thrilled to be partnering with Choke Coffee. Now, you're asking yourselves, Choke this is a sex podcast. What are we talking about here? Well, it's not the kind of choke that you would think we would be talking about in the University of Pleasure. It actually has to do with how jiu jitsu, and I am sure they actually make those sounds. This is fuel for grappling, folks, and I happen to be an expert on jujitsu. Why, you ask? Because I took three years of Olympic karate in the elementary school days, and of course I watched the UFC. So I am one step from a ninja. Nobody challenged me, especially after I have a cup of hot choke coffee. So check out chokecoffeeco.com. Again, that website is chokecoffeeco.com. For all things jujitsu choke coffee
1: Welcome to the University of Pleasure.
0: Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation.
1: I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist.
0: And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, it's sunshine outside.
1: It is, is. I'm so excited. I sat outside for like like 20 minutes which is not long but like just like read a book it was so beautiful it was really it was Hang on so a moment. second
0: you sat outside for 20 minutes and read a book that was all you did? like 20 minutes to read a book <laughs> like that was like i made the effort to go sit down outside for 20 minutes like 30 well that's what And we're back folks here we are at the university of pleasure again the sun is shining It is getting into that time of summertime, so Doc. Here's what I think. I think we'd need to front-load episodes so you can get more than 20 minutes of time to read a book outside. I'm just saying. Well, I'm
1: gonna. I'm sure I can find more. It's just what I had today. It's really sunny and pretty. I respect sunny and pretty, and I was. This was like my first venture. Like, I've been going to the New York parks, but it was one of my first ventures to a New York City park to just sit on a bench and read, like yeah. a real local. Oh. Like a real like local. Just like you've, like, <laughs> yeah,
0: for 100% local. And did, and did anybody throw rocks at you
1: this time? <laughs> no one threw rocks at me, but, you know, that doesn't mean that others... There were some other engagements, but, you know, they per- people proceeded on. But I it's understand. New York. I so. understand.
0: No problemo at Be- all.
1: Being able to sit quietly with no one engaging with you in some interesting way for more than 20 minutes at a time. I think that's a tough ask. Yes. In, a public <laughs> in, this, town,
0: in this town, it's a tough ask, Doc. 100%. Yep. Well, we've got... You know, as always, Doc, here at the University of Pleasure, announcements about announcements. Don't forget to leave us a message or a really good sex story or a uh, could have been better sex story. Send us an email. Or, We'd love to review.
1: Or a sexual question for our yes. next episode. I actually have a, a, a scenario that was given to us. So please feel the feel free to send those to contact at universityofpleasure.com.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Contact at universityofpleasure.com. Or
1: DM us. DM us Yeah, on that's Instagram. what all the kids are
0: doing these days. Is, is send us a quick DM. You know what I mean? A DM. And then don't forget to check out the Amy book written by Autumn Karen and myself. And then, of course, read by my ex-wife, the Kelly Dorney. She's an incredible narrator. And uh, we might have a new book coming. One day Doc will read it. But we're not going to get into that now because we're trying have a nice day because that clearly wasn't the book you were reading for 20 minutes outside but i don't want to get into that today because the sun is shining we're enjoying ourselves and we're about we're to gonna talk keep about po- something positive
1: and yeah and we're going to keep a positive energy flowing yes. between us i think this is this is you know and this is a newer season again i think it's a good seasonal a good season goal season four goal
0: is Hashtag positivity we'll be nice. between the two of us gonna be nice we'll
1: be nice We're well gonna be
0: nice. I'm, I'm, gonna I, <laughs> I'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do our unless
1: unless you say something that i vehemently feel upset about but who would do that we'll i would never
0: happens. do that i i don't <laughs> i don't trigger you in any way shape or form i mean we have mm. such a good flow and rapport don't you agree
1: uh, yeah, I feel we should move on to keep the positive okay, energy Okay, let's keep flowing. that positivity
0: <laughs> flowing, Doc. Let's just keep it flowing. So today's episode, kind of going back to our classic style here, I'm excited to talk about this one. This has been a topic that has come up around me a few times through friends and friends of friends. And uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what you have to say about this. So here we go. Vacation sex, the great white whale, a lesson in sexual expectation setting. Mm. Okay.
1: <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah. So here's the if thing we're...
0: with this. Here's the thing. Okay. Oh, did you want to start? You can start.
1: No, you know what? You go ahead. You, you begin.
0: Thank you so much. See you? Positive. Yep. Anyway. We're already
1: being nice. We're super, being super
0: nice. nice. So here... Uh, I always like to say about vacation sex, it's one of those times, and I know we've mentioned little pieces of it here and there in the University of Pleasure before, but vacation sex is like, um, and I understand what you mean by the great white whale, because it's like, you know, it's no holes, bars in our minds at times. You kind of just like, you know, you get a hotel room. It's not at home. It's It's supposed to be sexier and more wild and more fun. But, you know, the one thing that I can honestly say that I've started to notice from friends who are older, like, man, I just want to go on vacation so I don't have to worry about the expectation of anything. Like, I don't want to worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) And and so is it an age thing we're about to talk about here, Doc? Are we talking about just, like, Uh, in general? Are we talking about, like, if you've got kids?
1: We're going to go around the horn with a few different things. All with right. Vacation well, sex, I'm here actually, for it. It's so... something that
0: has genuinely come up in my general vicinity. And I am, I am here. Let's, let's, let's learn.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I would imagine that it is right. Cause we're leaning into summer, right? So it's a good time to yeah. talk about vacation sex. Not that people don't take vacations all year, but I think summer is, you know, the more common time that people might really go for it in mm-hmm. terms of vacation. Mm-hmm. Um. So <laughs> the reason I, I think is in general, people, love vacation sex, right? Or at sure. the very least, at the very least, they love the idea of vacation sex. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the idea of vacation sex and actual vacation sex can be two different things, right? Right, right,
0: right, and, right, right, right.
1: and it always depends on circumstances. So but let's just begin with why do people love vacation sex? Well, to your point, Jeremiah, like, this kind of sensation of total freedom, right? You're not being constantly reminded of like the responsibilities of life that you constantly have that interfere with your good time. Um, You know, we kind of get to be the versions of ourselves that we want to be often on vacation. And again, I'm talking about something that feels like a vacation, not a trip.
0: Yes. To you and I uh, Yeah, very different. I'm sorry. There are very different things between going on vacation and taking a trip. Okay.
1: Yeah. What what to you is the difference? Because I do think there is a difference. I think
0: there's a huge difference. Like going on a trip, it could be anything from a work trip to like, oh, I've just got to, You know, we got to go over on a trip to go do this thing at grandma's house or we got to go. There's a lot of things that are implied there that it's not about uh, going to a place to relax and breathe and take it in where vacation is. Our goal is to go to wherever this place is and shut down all of the craziness we have to deal with. And and inc- incidentally, having lived in England for a while, they're very good at this in, in, in Europe. They really like going on vacations. They call them holidays Holiday. and they go on holidays. It's in their contracts of almost every job. You get four weeks a year to do it, which is mind boggling in, in in America because we barely get to. But they're really good at it and they seem to have a really great great quality of life because they go and they <laughs> shut down and they're like no i'm going to belize so don't even i won't even check my email like it's just like a it's like a social norm right but going yeah, on a trip, it's like i gotta go on this work trip or i'm going like we said to grandma's house and i gotta go fix her thing or i gotta go you know what i mean
1: yeah well i think to your point like uh like i lived in i studied abroad in paris for a year right That's and i remember right. my host i remember my host mom that the jury's out on if she liked me or not but i um, remember <laughs> yeah. i think there was a language barrier and i wasn't really pulling it off but um probably more on me than her but i remember her being like okay we we're, we're going to leave we're going on a we're going on a holiday and i was like oh when are you going to be back she's like in a month yeah. <laughs> i was like oh, oh okay like a you whole know, month yeah a whole month and she's like so we'll be on vacation so you won't hear from me <laughs> i was like <laughs> oh Okay. Right. right. And I did, like, while I was living there, I think you're right. Like, there are different sort of, like, in different cultures, there are these different ideas. And I I don't know, and this is not for us to get into today, that we do the best job in American culture, because, like, we get, like, to your point, we often get less time, and then, like, right. we pack all this stuff in. So, anyway, I do think there's a difference between a trip and a vacation. Mm-hmm. So, everything that I'm about to talk about is, like, a vacation when you have, like, a little space, because, honestly, uh, sexual advice house and a trip would be markedly different than the stuff that I'm going to give you (laughs) today that's a different set um however the other reason I also think that like people like vacation sex is there is something that is a little exciting because usually you're not obviously unless you're going on a vacation and staying in like a family member's home often it involves hotels and I think hotel sex also I would like
0: like to say here not Vacation. I don't believe that that this is just your old pal Jeremiah James' humble opinion. If someone says to me the word vacation, right? That means I am not staying at my parents' house. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's yes. that's just my yeah. opinion yeah you take you it know. as you will but continue
1: yeah uh, you know i'd say like budgetarily sometimes some people might have like a you know like i think there's probably varying degrees of like how relaxing it can be to be at family's house but sure. yes your your point is well taken but w- often not always like when hotels or motels or airbnbs are involved i do think that they're especially hotels there's like also this like little degree of excitement because it it is a little dose of almost like socially appropriate appropriate exhibitionism mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. The, there's a little bit of potential of being heard by someone in the next room or you know what i mean like mm-hmm, i think sure. hotel hotel sex in particular can kind of amp up just just it's a little just a little splash yeah of some extra excitement uh, excitement um okay so As we kind of talk about, like, this idea of, like, vacation sex is the great white whale, um, I I do want to be really clear. Like, I am not, like, before I say any of this, I'm not trying to be, like, a bummer about the idea that, like, vacation sex can't be, like, super good and fun and, like, be used as a great springboard to kind of connect sexually. And later on, I'll speak a little bit about, like, ways you could do that. Sure. But first, but first... Uh, I want to talk about vacation sex as, as the great white whale. Do you know what that's a reference of, by the way? It's not meant to be a quiz, but the Bowie great Dick. white whale. Yeah. Yeah. Ding ding ding. <laughs> I, <got a> <laughs> I was like on a second. Your reaction was such
0: of such shock. <laughs> Jeremiah,
1: we have spent no less than every other podcast for over a hundred episodes with you talking about how I don't read books. <laughs> yeah, I never read
0: it, but I know what it's about. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, I at least know that much. I was you, but I was, I'm excited. I'm also excited because I was like, great, way well, well, I'm like, that's going Dick, right? But I did have to check because I was doubting myself whether or not that was going wow.
0: Dick. Wow. Wow. Ye of little faith. Continue, please.
1: No, it's more me saying good for you. You knew more quickly than I did. <laughs> uh because I had to look it up and make sure I wasn't wrong. Anyway, but the great white whale, right? For those yeah, of that you he's that searching
0: for right? it his whole life. It's like the great, you know, he like spends his whole life after it bites off his leg. And, you know, he's looking for that one specific whale and it becomes like an obsessive thing.
1: Yeah, it's the metaphor, right? For like a goal you might chase but never attain. Right, right. right. And so the reason that I, I talk about vacation sex as the great white whale is because, you know, I think a lot of times vacation sex becomes the sexual experiences um, that sort of all other sexual experiences start to be compared to. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, when so a lot of times I have couples come in and I'll ask them, like, what is your favorite? Like, what? Give me some of your favorite sexual experiences. Right. Because usually if I'm seeing people, they're not coming in just to report to me. They're having a lot of fun sexually. That's right. not yes. Usually that's not <laughs> the, like, the
0: reason to be there is not to be like, guess like, how great just... my life is.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to pay you to tell you that everything's going fantastic. Um, So more often than not, when I'm chatting with people, it's because things might not be going all that fantastically. Mm -hmm, And so a lot of times I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, like, what are the exceptions to that? When are the times in which things have gone well? And way more often than not, the examples that people give about, like, their favorite sexual experiences are often from vacation, which is fine right but there is something about this idea that going on vacation does seem to free people up sexually sure. Sure. a little bit more.
0: absolutely and i can totally see it
1: a, allow for a b- little bit more excitement right except there's this Uh, I guess, I don't know if it's an interesting twist, (laughs) but sort of this interesting thing that can start to happen for long, particularly long-term couples around vacation sex. A lot of times the experiences, this is anecdotal. This isn't going to apply to everybody. But like a lot of times those experiences were actually a while ago, right? Like maybe more near the beginning of their relationship or during, a lot of times I work with folks that have children, maybe before they had children. This was a
0: big thing that's come up recently, Doc. This was a big one. Like just getting even like, They were I will give I will give credit where credit is due. This couple was talking about how to getting a a hotel room because they have a toddler and like how they just want to have sex. But it's like, you know, what room Yeah, are we going to you know, like we just can we get a room that has a space for the little one that we could do that without her? You know, like if she had her own little Mm -hmm. room, there's like all these things that they were trying to jump through just for the aspect of like, we just want to try to make that happen. You know, and yeah. And then there was the frustration of the lack of spontaneity and and fun that might come with that. Now, I did not chime in on this conversation. I just was listening uh, and making notes uh, for Jeremiah, the self-help guru. Continue.
1: Great. Um, yeah. I mean, like uh, near the end, I can talk a little bit about. Trying to have vacation sex with children. That's just a whole other bag of complication. But um, (laughs) I, I do think like, so a lot of times when people have been like in the beginning of their relationships before kids, sometimes not always, but like when things were just a little bit more easeful, maybe earlier on. It can be like wow we had these great experiences god that that was the time right like that was a really great time right and so what can what can sometimes start to happen though is that people hold on which i understand this is what we do as humans hold on to those memories sort of sort of as this like see what's possible between us see what's feasible we've experienced this before why aren't we experiencing this now and sometimes it can actually take sort of an interesting turn in which like somebody might actually start to like develop a little bit of almost like bitterness or yeah. resentment that the sex that they're having now doesn't look like that. Like, I don't even, I, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many times I've had people say things like, well, how come you were open to doing that when we were on vacation, but not now, like right. what's the right. difference and, sure, and, and feeling a little bit almost like someone's like, like tricking them or withholding something from them.
0: Yes doc. Yes. That,
1: that they normally, it's like, well, you could do it then, why not now? And, and I'm gonna be honest, this is often when there's been like a lot of tension, right? So this is probably more applicable to when there's been tension. Um, You know, and what most people right? like, when I like intellectually know that things are different on vacation, right? So like, if I say to them, like, well, that was vacation, like, you didn't have this, you didn't have that, they're like, yeah, I know. But that doesn't mean that emotionally, they're not still attached, right? To like a particular experience that they were having. And it is um this idea of like making somebody feel resentful yes this you know when i when i said earlier like sometimes it can feel like somebody is withholding at home you know Mm -hmm. so if someone's like Mm -hmm. well as i said earlier like you liked it when you were on vacation why not now right it can create a lot of confusion right for someone that's and more often than not like maybe feeling particularly sexually dissatisfied if they're starting to be like I see you as a different sexual person in some of these contexts, like some different contexts, right? So let's say somebody's like, you're my ideal sexual person on vacation. But when we come home, you're no longer that ideal sexual vacation. It starts to sometimes create this sensation that like, the person is doing that purposefully. Yeah, can... yeah, I, I,
0: listen, I totally feel this, Doc. I totally, totally feel this. Now can we can I ask a genuine question here? Yes, please. Is it just the confines of home? I, I'm sure you're gonna get to this, but is it just like the confines of of home and, and paying bills and and that, that make somebody kind when they come home kind of pull that back?
1: Yeah, so I think that there is a basic misunderstanding, and this is because like I want to make this very
0: clear. I live my life like I'm on vacation all the time, baby. All right, I'm always. Uh, Jeremiah James is. I've always feel like I'm in, you know, Cancun living, and then I'm out there in a speedo. That's how I live my life, Doc. So. I would like there's, to understand. There's so many.
1: It. There's so many things, and that we could go into around okay, that. But we're not going to because you know why? Episode. You know why we're not? Night, gonna? Positive energy. That's right. Positive energy. You're today. not going to. I love it. That's
0: how. That's my experience. So.
1: <laughs> I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so to answer your question, which is actually a very good question, I think that they're in general. Seems to be this basic misunderstanding that we are the same sexual person in all circumstances. Yeah, and, and I think that part of the reason there's that misunderstanding is because some people are really consistent in who they are. Like to your point, round like like i am the guy in my speedo and can't like i'm that guy all the time right like i am the same person sexually i'm assuming is kind of what you're referring to right 100 all the time there's not a lot of variability with that but for as many people that are that person right that are consistent it's like it doesn't matter if it's a dreary rainy day and i scrubbed toilets all day i'm still up for it versus if i'm on a sunny beach it's the same there are other people just as many frankly if not necessarily more people whose sexuality is incredibly contextual right meaning that their sexuality right interest openness how much they like uh are like what they like or what they're into really ebbs and flows in terms of the circumstances around them okay so for some so one of the most common reasons right like I can get people alone in my office, not with their partner there, right? So they have no reason to be anything but completely honest, right? Around like, hey, what do you think is interfering with like, whether it's you being interested in particular things you're that you've been interested in the past, or just in sex in general? You know, one of the most common answers that people give is like, stress, right? Like, stress just seems to interfere on my ability to like be as open to those things. So I think we can both agree that day-to-day life especially as the older we get and as we accumulate responsibilities life gets more stressful so if you have somebody's sexuality that is like really impacted by stress it can make a big impact right so then if you go on vacation and all of a sudden they're feeling a little freer a little groovier they get a few days off yeah they might suddenly start behaving a little bit differently as a sexual person. And I totally get why then that's confusing to their partner who's if their partner's more consistent, right? Because yeah, 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 if yeah, their partner's yeah, yeah. more consistent, I think one of the major mistakes I'd make it all the time that we make in humanity is that we assume other people's psychology operates the same as ours.
0: Right. No, <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I think that's a, a genuine thing that happens all the time. It's like I'm this way. Why aren't you this way? We're, we should all be this way, right?
1: Right. We assume that our truth is the same as other people's truths and we're all just living the same truth. And, there, and it, let's be real. It, you only got to go on Facebook for like a hot second to realize that that's not helping us.
0: Right,
1: 100%. <laughs> We are all living a lot of different truths and we're living different sexual truths. And so sometimes it can be hard for people to accept that like their partner's sexuality is maybe drastically different than theirs. And vacation sex for whatever reason is something that i think really starts to point that out to people but not like usually like it's great because i get time with people to kind of explain some of these things but before people sort of like really slow down and think about like oh it sounds like such a simple thing to say like i actually think your sexually your sexuality literally how it runs in your mind and your body is different than your partner's that seems like such a no-duh idea right but like it really takes a long time to grasp that yes. concept. I don't know what you think about that. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, it, it to- listen, it totally does. We've talked about this in previous aspects of of relationships I've had where, you know, I had relationships with somebody that was very gun ho in the beginning of our relationship. And then, you know, once we uh, were in... Uh, a more committed relationship. It kind of took a massive dip and I had been very clear, you know, trying to be very communicative in the very beginning. Like this is who I am. This is me all the time. I don't, because I had been in a previous relationship with somebody who I believe I told you doc that like, you know, was not interested in, in, in me at all physically. Mm -hmm. And they had their own uh, struggles with sex that we came to find out, you know, as time went on, but you know, it was a real struggle. Like I couldn't just understand like, why Why were you at this place? Like, we're on vacation all the time, and then now here we're, like, together, and it was less than. And, uh, you know, it's through actually talking to you here on the University of Pleasure as my, like, you know, partner in crime. I was like, oh, oh, there are many determining factors that... Yes may change why that would not be the same. I just happen to be this way and somebody happens to be that way. And, you know, if they're really stressed, you know, like, I'm the kind of personality that I always say, like, if I'm really stressed, I'm still down. I'm like, yeah, like five minutes, I'll feel less stressed at least. Well, I just want to be clear. I'm just using that as hyperbole. It wouldn't be five minutes to to everybody out there. And I would
1: like to say... And I would like to say for all those out there, even if it was five minutes, sometimes that's time isn't as important as it always seems.
0: That's right, and I was gonna. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> I know. So. I know that's where you were going, Jeremiah. That's Gerima. right, a hundred percent. That's where I was taking. Because uh, it. it ain't helpful to get people in their head about time, how ex- long or how little time something is taken.
0: Uh, agreed, Doc. <laughs> uh, agreed. So,
1: um, before that's we could take, you? I know. Yeah, I think I feel like you're gearing up for a break. And I am ready for one. But Are you ready for a break about... now? No, I want to say one thing about what you're saying. Let's say,
0: well, yeah, I, have, comment on what I was saying, because I, I I was trying to say that I understand that now. But it did take me into my 30s to really grasp that. And then even more understanding when we started talking about this to make the world, you know, like change the nation, make it a happier nation, maybe. So, like, I'm learning still. So,
1: yeah, I think, you know, and I, I appreciate what you're saying, because I think you you actually said something that's that I think is a really common, like when I like that our truth is in someone else's truth. Like for some people, it's so hard to get why the, their partner might like stress might negatively impact their sexuality, because for them, sex is such a stress reliever. Right. And they're like, it's. Why wouldn't you want to have sex? Oh, you're stressed. Let me help you out. When I'm stressed, it like totally makes me feel better and That's like makes right. me feel really relaxed. And the other person is going yet away yes. from me. Yes. Don't I, touch am, me. I am stressed and this isn't helping. And that that confusion for one person when it's actually a stress relief valve. And for the other person, it's like I my like desire like turns off when right. I'm stressed out. That's right. such a, a common um like source of conflict and misunderstanding. And it's really from an outsider perspective, it's often really tough because I'm watching two people going, neither one of you can really help this. It's something really basic about how your sexuality operates, right? And all we can find are ways to maybe help you understand each other a little bit better and also figure out like some negotiations and ways of working with like, okay, one of your sexualities is, is a little bit more constant and the other one's a little bit more contextual. If you know that, then we can figure out and you both understand that about each other, we can figure out ways to navigate it. But if you're like busy telling the other person, be more like me, be more like me, it just doesn't go well. And, and it's it, not going doesn't, to go it doesn't it well. doesn't
0: land from somebody who has uh, tried that tact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it doesn't it doesn't land well. Take it from your old yes. pal Jeremiah James. That's not a good one. All right. That's yes. not a it's not a one that I would recommend highly to go in and go, How about you just be more like me in this scenario? Doesn't go yes. over well at all. So on that point, Doc. I think it's a good time for us to take a break. We're going to go to one of our sponsors. Our sponsor. Our very first sponsor, which I'm excited to throw another commercial out there. And uh, we'll be right back. Don't touch that dial, folks, because it's a word from our sponsor, and our sponsor is Choke Coffee. That's right, folks, our first sponsor, and this is our first in-between commercial break for ChokeCoffeeCode.com. Choke Coffee is submission fuel for the grappling enthusiast who hate. It's all about jujitsu, baby. And I, Jeremiah James, your old pal, is a jujitsu champion in my own mind. That's right in my own mind, and I love drinking little White Belt Tears, a breakfast blend, super smooth with hints of vanilla, and it's the bestseller at ChokeCoffeeCo.com So, go to ChokeCoffeeCo.com It is for the grappling enthusiasts who, ha, he, ChokeCoffeeCo.com And we're back. All right. So we're talking the great white whale, setting expectations, vacation, sex, all this stuff, Doc. All right. Let's start talking through it now. Let's yes. give some tips and tricks here from the old Docaroonie, and It's going to help us figure this out.
1: I will say to keep positive energy flowing, though, we're, we're going to shelve Arooney, okay? you
0: You're not You're not a fan of that? Okay. All <laughs> well, right.
1: We'll workshop that. We'll We're just gonna let's, that. Just, yeah, We're...
0: let's let's keep it out there. Let's see how it. Let's when we you know we do our test groups. Let's see what they think. All right, You're continue. Right. On. Sounds
1: good. We will put it on the table. But okay. I am
0: open in the spirit of positivity uh, to not utilizing it if it doesn't land.
1: I love it. Thank you, Jeremiah. You're I so welcome.
0: It. You're so yeah. welcome. And I am here for some of these tips and tricks. Let's hear it.
1: Great. Okay. Um. So. I do want to talk about what happens. Here are some, I don't know if I would call them tips or tricks, but things to consider if you are planning a vacation. Okay. Because I just talked about all the way that vacation sex can be like something that people sort of use as a barometer for what good sex looks like in their relationship, which side note, I think can be complex and isn't always maybe necessarily the best barometer because of how highly contextual it is. Let's talk more about like when People have been maybe, and whether it's you've been having sexual struggles or not, people can put a lot of pressure on vacation. A lot vacation
0: of pressure, and, Doc. Oh my gosh, yes.
1: <laughs> People can put way too much pressure for vacation to be like, this is the time that we <laughs> will reconnect sexually. The problems will be fixed. They're buying sex toys and lingerie, and they're just filling up filling up their carry-on, right right percent right, and, and um, I cannot even begin to count how many times I have had people go on vacation, come back and have a session and have great, 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 great conflict yeah. over what did not happen, sure on vacation um. I think it can be really tricky because unless it's an expectation that you've created as a couple together, like, hey, hey, I really want to go and spend some time. Hey, let's get some new toys for vacation. Let's get some new lube or let's get some new lingerie or stuff to wear on vacation or try this new thing. Unless you've collaborated on that together beforehand, if somebody has built this whole sexual story in their mind about what vacation is going to look like and they didn't clue their partner in on it, it sets both people up.
0: Yeah, yeah, doc, (laughs) yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do, I do, I do. Because
1: sometimes we attach to these stories that we have and we build these expectations. And so what happens is we don't talk to our partner about it. We go on vacation, we bring out the new, I don't know, massive dildo that we just bought. And our partner's like, I just ate six pounds of pasta. And I wasn't expecting this. And they're taken off guard. And then the thing that you felt excited about, maybe they feel rejected, like you feel rejected because you were excited about introducing it to them. They're going, I didn't. And then sometimes people kind of get pouty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh,
0: 100%. (laughs) Listen, I've been that pouty guy. I know. I've been there. I am not ashamed. And I am humble enough as Jeremiah James to be able to say that I have been that pouty person. Because my communication was not up. Why are you giving me that look?
1: No, I'm appreciating what you're saying.
0: I don't know. You were doing like it's that. It's not a half look, it's, a, it's a keep going. All right. All right. So it's a keep going. Well, I'm just letting you know that I have been that pouty person. I am humble enough to be able to say it, to say that I have now learned from past experiences, learned from the University of Pleasure, where we want to you know, talk about sex to make a happier nation. And so I can honestly tell everybody. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. You no. want to communicate.
1: Right. And I and I think that it's I, you know we do this a lot in couples, not just around sex, but in law and especially in longer term relationships. And mm, frankly, maybe with someone we just met on Tinder, where we expect them to engage in a lot of mind reading. Yes. Right. Especially yes. if we're feeling a little salty or just a little like um, maybe have some needs that are unmet. Yes. And sometimes with that, and this is often unconscious, like giving people the benefit of the doubt. It's often not purposeful, but sometimes we set people up to fail. Yes. We set them up for challenges. They could not have like test they could have not have possibly passed right totally agree and 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 it's really tricky because what it does for both people is the person that's maybe setting too high of expectations for the vacation is like now feeling grumbly and like not having a good time. And for the person who like wasn't in on the expectation they didn't know about it they're feeling maybe a mix of pressured and also like pretty pissed because the other person is pissed and they don't get why right and, right you know and so it's it it can be a very uh it's a very good route to making your vacation kind of a bummer right right sure, I sure. would argue that you would have a better vacation with just some okay satisfactory sex and being groovy emotionally with each other than if you like I don't know somehow had some really great sexual experience but it came or like really I guess a unique sexual experience but it came at the cost of either person feeling like they were kind of like being Pushed into something that they didn't really want to do, and they feel salty about it.
0: Right, right, right. So,
1: um, I think. uh,
0: So, first thing you would say—I don't mean to interrupt. First thing you would say is communication.
1: Yes, like communicate. Like, if you—if you're, I think it's really important. If like, if you're like, I really want to set aside some time or have some sexual time, say that. Tell your partner that or like, hey, I really have been wanting, we've been, we bought this new toy three months ago and we haven't been able to use it. I wanted to bring it on vacation. How do you feel about that? Don't just bring it and expect and assume that it's going to go great talk to them so then they can say like oh okay at the very least they won't be surprised right. unless you like don't get me wrong there are some couples like if things are going really groovy and this is just part of your sexual dynamic you're not who I'm talking to okay yeah, like for sure, for proceed sure. proceed as you do okay? Yeah, 100% <laughs> but this is more for those folks that are like things haven't been going great And, or they've been, you know, a little unsatisfactory in certain ways. Maybe it's not a huge problem, but I'm really building a lot up in my head about what this is going to be. And I think that's where I'm saying like, pump the brakes, (laughs) think about chatting with the person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or Mm -hmm. if you're the partner, if you're the partner of someone that, you know, has been kind of starting to make hints that they think vacation is going to be a really good time. And you know, that you don't see yourself maybe being up for as much you can also bring it up
0: there you go hey there you go
1: hey what are your expectations for this vacation here's where I'm at where are you at right I I think sometimes what can happen to it this is such a common thing people will sometimes still have more sexual activity than they normally do on vacation but if someone has built up a really big thing then it feels like it's not enough still
0: feels like it's not enough even if you've gone all the way and you're doing it two or three times a day and then but if you've built it up to be something so big and you know then you still feels like a failure somehow and nobody likes feeling like that come on so
1: so even if it's like a bit more that it's home like what happens then is oh gosh i've had this conversation so many times where people will come back from vacation and they'll be like well it was disappointing and then the partner will be like what like we We were sexual way more than we normally are, but it's been it was but then it becomes very clear that they had this really kind of grand (laughs) set. So setting setting real
0: expectations. Having a conversation and setting actual true to life expectations.
1: Yeah, because the because the this is something that I would say that I think is really important um, to remember is that the patterns of your home, like the patterns that you have in your sexual relationship at home are unlikely to just disappear right? because you're right. on vacation, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. might they be pleasantly surprised if they do. That's great yeah. good for you. If like, especially if they're patterns that you're not feeling like great about, like if, if vacation magically unlocks something awesome, right? Great. Good. But I wouldn't, assume or expect that like vacation isn't like it's not magic you know right. like you don't get off the plane or whatever and then it's like now we are two totally different people even though sometimes it has the illusion that it can maybe make you the other thing that i would say is like sometimes if you're like really like having some big expectations you can start to have this kind of buzzy over eager energy about you okay that can kind of begin to come off as desperation got it Or just way over eager and it can be too much like the other person. Like if you walk in a hotel room and you're immediately all over somebody and they still haven't even gotten their bearings off the plane, they might even if you would have given them a little time, they might have been up for something. But because you're like, got to make the most of this moment in this time, (laughs) the person is like, whoa, whoa, this is like just too much Energy. And that's can, do you know what I mean when I said that's people a hundred percent?
0: Like, if you haven't communicated that and you're so overzealous and you get off the plane, because again, like you were saying, like I've learned over the years, you know, you know, without, you know, somebody's barometer works a different way than yours, right? So, somebody getting off the plane feel might feel scuzzy and wants a shower and just take it easy and breathe for an hour and like. Turn on, you know, whatever ESPN on their free TV, and just take a minute. Where the other person, if you haven't explained to them, and they get just there, and they're like, "I don't care about that. I don't care about this. I'm ready. Let's rock. We're in the hotel. We're here. I want it." And they start climbing all over each other. Yeah, like climbing all over that other person who's not quite in, you know, rhythm. Mm-hmm. It could it could be a, not only a it could actually just be a turn off. It could be like, whoa, whoa, it hey. Is... And it could shut the other person down. Am I right on that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's really what I'm saying. Like, and I think that this side note plays out at times not around vacation sex when somebody's like, like okay, I'm open to being sexual. And then the other person comes in with sort of this like, this is my chance kind of energy. <laughs> and like, it, it can be like, oh. So like, really, this is just a, a long-winded way to say like, be chill. Be chill. Hey, just be chill yeah, right take <laughs> like, it try to, like i'm not talking about playing hard to get by the way like in 100%. some weird toxic way i'm talking about like just take a beat let yourself chill out if you know that you're feeling kind of amped up just even though it feels like i got to relieve this pressure actually you know you're a grown adult take a beat <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> chill out for sure. Get, for sure get your
1: sexual energy under control yep. um The other So one of the other things that I encourage people to remember is that we way, way overestimate how much energy that we and other people have. And this is why as humans, we like chronically overcommit to everything. I'm incredibly guilty of this. Oh, me too. So like, if you planned... If you're kind of those, like some vacation folks are really good at like doing nothing, but other people go on vacation and they go to like cities. And it's like, if you plan like an eight hour day out walking around the city with like site after site after site, and like, this is going to be something that like, you might not have, like sex requires energy. Yes, you might not have a bunch of gas in the tank, or you just spent nine hours on a booze cruise. You might be a little more fatigued. Yeah. Or one of you might feel kind of bad. Yeah. Also just... Side note, sex and alcohol don't always pair. A hundred percent.
0: Listen, I'm not a day drinker, Doc. If nope. we're gonna get if we're gonna get down, like I can't be out day drinking on a booze cruise. Cause I'll tell you what's about to happen. I'm gonna get back there and I'm gonna take a nap. That's what's gonna right. happen. Not because or... and I want to make this very clear. Not because I'm old. Because I'm extremely young and I'm extremely virile and I can live, baby. I'm just saying that is how I react with alcohol, day drinking, and sunshine. Okay, had <laughs> been that way ever since I was a teenager. Day drinking and sunshine and me and being out there and living equals sleepy time afterwards.
1: Right. Or uh, for some folks with penises, erectile dysfunction. Well, so... that too, uh,
0: I've never had that problem, not never one time from uh, uh, anything that we're talking about in this context, but, Doc, but, uh, but, it, but it's nothing wrong is with totally... that. It is totally, totally. normal and it's totally fine.
1: Right. Um so really I just always would encourage people on vacation that if you have big sexual plans for vacation like let's say in the way that you and your partner have like planned big sexual plans together and you're both on the same page about that and feeling good you might want to be mindful of how much you drink and 100%. frankly how how much time you spend in the sun. Yes. How much you let's talk about how much you eat. Oh.
0: oh. <laughs> See, I got a buddy. I got a buddy. I was on a cruise ship years ago, and he was a—he's uh, uh, one of the most famous jugglers in the world. I may have mentioned him here before, but he's also one of the grumpiest guys in the world. And, it, and one of his lead things, what he would say, when he would come out and do his show, was he'd look at the audience, because he's even grumpy in his show, and he'd be like... You're all going to be so chubby at the end of this cruise, right? <laughs> and it was hysterical because, you know, we all know that you get on a cruise, you're going to do it's eat this is food, there's so much food, and you know what food also does? It's just like Thanksgiving. You want to take a nap. So yeah. if you're <laughs> you're looking to get down, you know, probably do that before the Chocoholic's buffet, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's, it is interesting. People really like, you know, if you're like, if you go out like vacation is, and I don't think in a negative way, often there's a hedonistic quality to it. Right. Like we over, we over imbibe, we overeat. That's why it's vacation. Yeah. That's why it's vacation. And I'm not actually suggesting that that's a bad thing, but it also means like, you know, if you are like, I want to have a lot of sex tonight and I planned a six course you know, meal at an Italian restaurant, right? With a, with a full cheese platter. (laughs) Um, Maybe, just maybe those two things are not going to pair well. Yeah. Cause I can tell you
0: right now, if my wife had made those plans, the definitely there's not gonna be any loving afterwards because I'm gonna be in the bathroom crying because of the sheer pain that I had from that Italian yeah, cheese. It's the platter. cheese platter. But that's it's just the cheese me, platter. dog. It's just me. Okay.
1: Right. You know, and so I'm not saying like not like <laughs> it's more of like the thoughtful about how reasonable your expectations are with the literal vacation activities that you're engaging in. 100%. Right. Like Otherwise it again it sets everybody up but can um, I these... can I make
0: a suggestion here though Doc can I yeah, just please. throw a little of uh, Jeremiah wisdom at you and you tell me what you think okay if this is worthwhile if not we'll cut it out okay because this isn't live so but my my thought process is if you're gonna do these amazing activities say you're going you know and, and walking up a volcano in Hawaii and you' you know doing some day drinking and stuff like that. Just note that it, it is okay if you go and take a nap for a couple of hours, and then maybe have yeah. some fun. Like it it's not a it's not a failure if you go and do all those activities all day, even if you're in your like mid twenties and you come back and you're all suntanned and tired because of the sunshine and the booze and the the excursion you went on, and you go let's take a nap, and then maybe we'll play a little yeah. bit later.
1: I that that or. I would argue quality over quantity always, right? So like, it would be better to have a couple or even one pretty fun sexual experience on a vacation that's memorable than try to force yourself when you're feeling (laughs) fatigued and bad to like have, you know, five that are just like, whatever, or feel kind of forced or pressured. Like we're here, the kids aren't around. We should probably do this. Right, right, right. It's fine. It is a vacation. Like if you want to do these other, it's about balance. Right. So I think, and you, when you look at like research on sexual satisfaction, quality does play a very important role. It's not Big about time. quantity. Like, it's not just about quantity. And so, you know, it's just something to keep in mind. All right. I only have a, a couple more and they're quick and dirty. And all then right. I'll Let's be Let's hear it. I, I love promise. when you get quick and dirty. All back. right. Okay. Um, we're, being positive all right. Here.
0: we're being positive.
1: We're being, we're being positive. Okay. This seems like a no brainer but it it just happens so much if you're gonna bring a shitload of sex toys lube, sex products check your luggage yeah don't bring it as a carry-on
0: it's not a carry-on put it in (laughs) or
1: I know I know with some of the new toys too like they're USB so like battery but like if you can take the batteries out of things when you put them in your luggage yeah why do I say that One of like, oh my gosh, I know so many stories, people not checking their luggage. And they were like, they brought a whole cache. (laughs) I was like next to somebody that I knew. They will remain nameless. Next to somebody I knew once, like they were like going on a trip and I randomly saw them in the airport. We were at the airport at the same time. And like they were going on their honeymoon and I was like casually checking, chatting with them. And like their bag was getting opened in front of me through the carry-on, just it was all lube and sex toys, and it was all being pulled out by yep. TSA. Hand by and by hand, just, each one at a
0: time.
1: And I'm just standing there with them, trying to chat, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, just they were lucky it was me. Yeah, but like it, they were probably felt unlucky that it was me. Let's be honest; they probably felt unlucky in general. But like just, just saying, um, the other one, and it seems like a no-brainer, but I, I swear to God, I've heard so many stories, um. This is something, and this is maybe a little bit more for uh, folks with vulvas and vaginas, but be really thoughtful about using vanity sex products that seem fun, but might create problems, i.e. like flavored lubricants, edible mm. underwear. Like sometimes when people are like trying to be spicy, they'll be like, let's stop in this weird little sex shop on vacation and like buy a pair of edible underwear. Great way to get a yeast infection. Yeah. Great way to get a bladder infection.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not that, that going to be, be a big fail. It could be if you don't if you don't know and you've never tried it before and you don't know how your body's going to react. Yeah, yeah, I would agree so with like, you on this. So like not yeah. a time,
1: definitely not a time to try a new lubricant. If you want to like try something new, try it before you go. Right. See how your body reacts because especially like, especially if you haven't been regularly sex outside of products, if you haven't been regularly sexual prior to a trip and then suddenly you start being really sexual like let's say you haven't been sexual much at all and then you go on a vacation you're like we're gonna have sex six times okay great knock yourself out have fun just know that your body might be a little bit more susceptible to things like yeast infections or bladder infections because just you know the body has a ph ph balance so something that i would encourage people if you're like we haven't. At some point, we should talk about like bladder infections and yeast infections. Yeah, we done should do an episode a whole on that. On that Doc, because yeah, I tell like, you, that's
0: a real. maybe
1: I can uh, find a sexual medicine doctor to come yeah, on here with we should us. Totally so this is have not, a sexual yeah. medicine
0: doctor on that. And you know, one of the other things that we should talk about is sex and aging. You know, yeah, uh, oh yeah, especially yeah. for people with vulvas and vaginas and stuff like that, and and you know,
1: people that might be penises. going through m- menopause or yeah. perimenopause. Yeah, like I think, but I yes, uh, sex and aging is a great topic. Write it down. We're definitely going to do one. Okay, <laughs> we could probably we could probably do twenty on sex and aging. Um, it's an important topic. But you know, like, and and again, everything I'm going to say, please always consult your doctor because I am not a medical doctor. That's right. Um, but You like are, there are things. A
0: super genius doc doc who focuses in therapy. And I, I don't know psycholo- all of the things that you I am a psychologist. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying. It was all inferred.
1: Right. I am a doctor of psychology. Um, but there are preventatives such as like, uh, it's a holistic thing called boric acid, which is like a vaginal suppository that you can take that can help pre- prevent yeast infections. It's a great product if your doctor sort of clears you to use it. So like there are certain things or like, you know, if you've got meds for it or, you know, you know, you're going on a trip and you're susceptible, like, cause some people, some people get bladder infections so easy. Yeah, And if you've and got yeast good, infections and yeast infections. And if you've got a good primary care med or sorry, primary care provider, like a family doctor, someone that you see regularly, often if you just go like, you know, go in and say, Hey, I'm going on a trip. And they know that you have a history of that. Oftentimes they'll give you some meds to take with you mm-hmm. so that you're not kind of like, caught in an unfortunate situation yeah when yeah. you're on vacation agree anyway i just say it because that can be a bummer and separately we say this all the time i know you're a fan jeremiah clean your toys 100
0: keep it yep. clean Let's give them a, sc- a good scrub
1: Practice this. I I know it sounds idiotic to say, but sometimes on vacation, we let go of certain things, like even the hygiene we would normally engage in at home. So, you know, (laughs) just be mindful. Um, The only other thing that I really would say, and this is kind of where I'll end, because, you know, this was to your earlier point. Like if you're bringing children along, I definitely think that that is a. And let's say you're staying in the same hotel room. Mm. And obviously most parents want to be like appropriate when their children are in the room. And right. So perhaps thinking, and a lot of times that can be a point of frustration for people because there's like this illusion of vacation, but people don't really feel like they're on vacation because they can't be as free as yes. they normally like. Sometimes that's like a great time to like practice ways to connect sensually versus sexually. Right. Okay. Like where you can engage in a little bit more physical touch that feels appropriate. Like it's kind of like we always talk about here on the University of Pleasure, like trying to get out of all or nothing mindsets, right? Like Agreed. just because just because your kids are sleeping in the same bed doesn't mean that you can't have some nice sort of sensual touch, right? Like that's not necessarily sexual, but like feels connecting and physical, yes. which is better than like sort of being grumbly about like the kids are here and we can't do anything. Right, 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 no, right, right, you, right. Like that's still, you know, I think I've talked about it on here before. That's still adding coins to the sexual piggy bank. Whenever sure. we engage in sensuality, It's still adding coins. You still might go home feeling a little better than if it was just like, well, I guess we have to put on our heavy flannel pajamas and not touch each other because (laughs) the kids are here. Not that all people feel that way, by the way. But I think sometimes there can be a sense of like, wow, we have to really keep everything super buttoned up. But I think there's all sorts of very child appropriate things. If they're sleeping that you could probably still engage in some touch that feels less platonic uh, and a little more sensual that would still be very appropriate if your children were to wake up
0: there you go absolutely there you go well doc i loved this episode i loved that everything was so positive i
1: enjoyed our positive energy there was a lot
0: of positive energy today i respect you for it and frankly myself thank you jeremiah james (laughs) so anyway i just want to say thank you for all that you do doc This was great. I think we gave a lot of tips and tricks out there to the folks who were getting ready to go on vacation and to set those expectations. And, uh, you know, again, be kind to one another out there. It is difficult. And, Doc, I'll be talking to you again soon. Bye. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure, So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.